previously on Throne of Dice. You guys know that this is the ruins of Glenfell. The wilderness is slowly reaching out into the regular lands. So our organization, we rescue people from the death caravans and we train them. We'll send them on missions to rescue other people and we'll send them to get rid of any necromancers that are dangerous. You run to the window and see nothing outside and completely miss the figure standing in the hallway. He is a Duriger has been uh, so destroyed by mind flayers that he is basically a shell of himself. He looks like he used to be a soldier. Clutching to his chest is this dagger with an ornate purplish blue handle and uh, with a gem that is blood red uh, stuck into the hilt. I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. So the Duriger is dead. I know who this is. What? He's, he's my, um, he's my uncle. He went missing several years ago. Take a look at the frickin' dagger. It looks exactly like the same kind of stone that was in the tiara that Rudy is now cursed by. Can I just pick it up while they're talking? Make a constitution save. That was a crit miss. You were frightened by the nearest creature until the end of your next turn. You can't speak for the next minute. Whenever you try, pink bubbles float out of your mouth. You see the, the gem, like, flare up in color, like it's trying to do something to you, it just kind of fizzles out, it went dormant, and the fact is that uh, anybody can touch it now without getting cursed. It's necromancy. It is pure oh. necromancy, and um, it I will can't act- have this. It can, it'll give you plus <laughs> two to your necromancy spell casting. Rowan looks over the scene in front of him, and he says, it's not safe to stay here anymore, and I think we should pack up and leave as soon as possible. Sorry, I thought this place was safe. And as you step into the unknown future, away from this safe haven, you notice a familiar dark fog rolling into your old home, sweeping around the buildings, and a familiar chill creeps in up your spine. You see in the very center of the circular room is a stalactite poking out of the ground with a flattened surface where the most beautiful Aladrin child you've ever seen is sitting. Let's roll initiative. Okay, hi everybody, welcome back to Throw of Dice. Um, I don't know why I said it like an announcer. Here we are. <laughs> Super neat. Because um, you're god in this world. I'm the god, hello. <laughs> I am, I am Dungeon Jesus right now. Um, oh my god. <laughs> my dignity has died for your sins. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bad jokes aside, let's uh, let's hear about your level ups. What your characters did. Uh, let's start with Jenna. Wait, what? You guys leveled up to level four at the end. Oh, okay. What happened? What'd you do? What's your character like? So I was thinking about taking a feat in uh, the feat healer because then if I a medicine kit to to help heal someone, it would they would gain like a buttload of hit points, which is totally insane. I decided to go with to up my dexterity and my intelligence. So now my dexterity as a, is at plus two and my in- intelligence is plus, no, my wisdom, meaning my wisdom. My wisdom is plus three and my dexterity is plus two. Oh, nice. And then I got some other spells because I'm a knowledge cleric. I got augury and suggestion just for funsies. 
a continual flame and prayer of healing. Like probably, I don't know how many spells I have right now, but out of these spells, probably 90% of them is healing spells. So I'm all up about the healing except for my inflict wounds. If you want, you can do whatever you want, Jenna. Necromancy is not bad. Here is my TED talk. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she just uh, got some cool stuff. She's super digging her necromancy dagger. And uh, yeah, she's just living her life. She's super excited. But I do think what I'm going to do next, either the next time we level up or that time after that, I'm going to take a couple levels in Monk just because I know she's a cleric and she should be using a hammer or whatever. But I really think her story is like quarterstaff kind of of the woods kind of vibe. So Yeah, Healing Witch in the Woods probably doesn't have an axe. Yeah, so that's not really her. So I think it would be really cool, like, she learns, maybe she's going to learn some, like, super sick hand-to-hand combat, and then because she's a cat, has got a little bit of flair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. And, I, and getting a couple, like, good levels in Monk probably would be beneficial, I think. So, yeah, that's, that's where Oddbell's at. What about you guys? Let's go to Jess next. All right. So, with Azura at level three, got circle spells, which is basically I got two. My mystical connection to the land infuses me with the ability to cast certain spells. Uh, and this level, because I am a coast druid, I learned mirror image and misty step. And then cool. I got a wild shape improvement, which is which I got at fourth level, which is I can assume the shape of a beast that I have seen before of a challenge rating half or lower. Basically, there's a list that I go off of, but now I know, like I can turn into animals that know how to swim. That's the sentence I was trying to say. <laughs> and then I also had an ability score improvement where I could choose to increase my ability scores or uh, choose a feat. And I chose a feat of dual wielder, which is I master fighting with two weapons. And that's what I did with Zara. Nice. Sorry, I'm just taking this opportunity to eat because I'm starving. No, nope, from... that's okay. Because I probably <laughs> oh. will be talking a lot because DMing. Um, okay, next up, Jackie. Okay, so Keisha, we'll uh, just wait. Really, we'll just like wait. A, we'll just have really long pauses for you. We won't tell you when they are for you to eat, but we'll give you really long pauses so you can get eaten like your bites in. <laughs> then you don't have you to can... like, be like, "Hey, disclaimer." We'll just give you your times. It's like a true chaotic neutral way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah, girl. Chaotic neutral. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, Jackie. All good. So if it, essentially all that happened with Fluffles is he officially became an assassin and he got dual wielder. So just to explain the feat dual wielder a bit more, it means I don't use my second action to use a second weapon, essentially. And I can use from what I read, if I understood it correctly, a two-handed weapon I can use with one hand. Yes. And then, yeah, that that's pretty much all the important stuff. Rogues don't get much at level four. <laughs> yeah, they kind of just like, yo, I have a specialty. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. They get a bunch of cool shit later, though, so they're mm-hmm. worth it in the long run. Um, yeah. So, your sneak attack went up, didn't it? I don't know. 
I don't know if Jackie knows. <laughs> still telling me it's level one. Oh um, no. Maybe it's like every couple levels or something. I think so. Devastation! Okay, anyway. Uh, wait, I can look up. One sec. Rogue. Where are you, rogue mess? Why can't I find you? <laughs> I can drop my ice cream. <laughs> are you okay? Ice cream. Good choice. <laughs> yeah, um, I was thinking. I was definitely thinking. I got on this. Her sneak attack doesn't have a second upgrade yet. Basically, sneak attack, beginning at first level, you know, strike how to strike subtly and exploit a foe's distraction. Once per turn, you can deal an extra 1d6 damage to one creature you hit with an attack if you have advantage on the attack roll. The attack must be a finesse or ranged weapon. You don't need advantage on the attack roll. If another enemy of the target is within five feet of it, that enemy isn't incapacitated and you don't have disadvantage on the attack roll. The amount of extra damage increases as you gain levels in this class as shown in the sneak attack column of the rogue table. And the rogue table says that at fourth you have 2d6. I was wrong. Let's get into this. Okay, so the dog that was attacked is going to go after Fluffles. And he's going to use bite. He misses for sure because that was a 10. Oh, yeah. So um, he what, what you did was when you hit him, you hit him in the shoulder. So when he got close to you, he like stumbled because of the the hit to his shoulder and like kind of like crashed into the wall a little bit beside you. Uh, one of the other ones is the other closest one is going to make the a, a bite attack. And that's 19 plus 2. <laughs> oh, I used sneak attack. I get um, 1d6 extra damage to one creature. Okay, did you want to roll it so that we can recall? I will while you do your thing. I'm going to wait for you. Plus 4. Okay. All right. So uh, he goes to bite you. And 11 doesn't hit either. So you just, like, kind of step out of the way. He can make two t- two attacks, so he's going to make an, a second bite attack. 16 plus 4 is 20. Definite hit. Yeah. And so Fluffles take four damage. Okay. Next in the order is Fluffles. Yeah, that's four damage. Okay. I'm going to stab the one that's injured. Oh. Um, Actually, no, I'm going to stab the you one need that's injured. To- before you do that, you have to succeed on a constitution saving throw or become poisoned until the disease is cured. My modifier. Six. Six. You do not save. <laughs> so uh, you're poisoned. And every 24 hours that elapse, the creature must repeat a, the saving throw, reducing its hit point maximum by five or one d10 on a failure. This reduction lasts until the disease is cured. The creature... The creature dies if the disease reduces its points maximum to zero. Okay, so I reduce my hit points. So right now you've already been hit. So I think okay. I think how this works is if you you have to is it every Jenna are you sure is it every twenty four hours or while in combat do you still take more damage from the poison because this says only every twenty four hours. What do you mean? Sorry, like so. Jackie's now poisoned, and it says um, she is until the disease is cured. And every twenty-four hours, the creature must repeat the saving throw. But does she take more damage during the battle? Or I don't think so. Like if it just says every twenty-four hours, then it's just every twenty-four hours. Okay, so yeah, Jackie's poisoned. If you guys are unsure what these look like, they're two-headed dogs, and they're they're medium size, so they're like. In, in terms of the game. So they're kind of big for a dog. And they've got two heads. Cool. 
And my, well, they're a little scary. They're like... Oh, so they're kind of like mini Cerberuses? Yeah, except Keisha. with two heads. Keisha, am I scared? That depends on you. Are you terrified right now? Like, there's four of them, and your friends aren't with you yet. I think maybe. So if you're scared, do you uh, cry out at all? I do, at the dog. <laughs> um, okay, as an action, <laughs> roll attack. Yes, 16. Plus. Uh, that, that hits. Plus anything? It doesn't matter, it hits. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you guys can still kind of see Fluffles in, in the door, in the, like, entrance to the cave, because it didn't have an extra tunnel going from it. It just went straight into the cave when you took, when you turned. Okay. All you see is like this dog bite Fluffles on the arm, and then suddenly he screams out in t in terror and pain, and these opaque pink bubbles start flowing from his mouth, and they <laughs> hit the dog, and the dog. And how much damage does the dog take? Uh, I have it written down here. <laughs> Where do I have it? Yeah, one d four. Anything? Or... Thing Fluffles had. Three. <laughs> a d4 plus three? Uh, so D4. It's three. I rolled a three. Awesome. I thought it had a plus modifier to it. I have no idea. I think it's like 1d4 plus three is what we said. Okay, then yes, three plus three. Six. Six damage. <laughs> okay. Six acid damage. And it just like, <laughs> the, bubbles, the bubbles don't pop immediately. It just kind of like sizzles into its skin and slowly melts away. And so, like, its skin kind of, like, got burned. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the that dog. The other two are going to move, like, in front of the child and take, like, a defensive stance like, between you guys and the child. Okay. Uh, so next in the order is uh, Rowan, and he's going to move the 35 feet and then another... And then he's going to use his extra action to move... Uh, the rest of the way, and that's all he can do in his turn. The next in the order is Azira. Ooh, okay. Does Rowan have a special ability that lets him use his action as another movement, or is that something anybody can do? I assume if you have two actions, you have two movements. Because if you can, if you can move and do an action on a regular, like I only have one action, then I. Well, I guess that's only if you move like half your movement. You get. He did his full movement. I don't know. He also has... Where is it? This is Hillier. That's why this doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? He also has... He has a second action, and then he has action surge, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, then Azura is just going to run as close as she possibly can. Uh, oh, because can I don't 40, 40 have... Oh, okay. Oh. So so Rowan can move 40 feet and then another 10 feet and be there if he uses two of them. So that's what he does. And then that's all he can do. Anyway, okay. sorry, you were saying. No worries. Azura is just going to run as close as she can What's to... Her I have... Th it's 30 feet. Okay. So uh, do you have a second action or... I do not... I don't have anything anywhere that says I have a second action, but can I pre-prepare a spell? Yes. Okay. Well, then I'm going to get my ice knife ready 
and then if anything comes around that corner before I have my ability to move closer next turn, I'm going to throw that ice knife at whatever it is. Okay, so you're still 20 feet away. Next up is Oddbell. Okay, so I'm really far away. So what I think I'll probably just do is use my feline agility to double my movement so I move 60 feet. Uh, it's only 50 feet away, so. Oh, well then I run, well. It's still worth probably yeah. doing. Yeah, well, I'll just run to it, because then I can help. Oh, right, then I can help um, Fluffles. Yeah, so I'm going to do that. So be, so that's just, uh, it's not a, I don't think it's a turn. Like, I don't think that it, oh, no, when you use your turn in combat. Yeah, so I can, so I double my movement speed. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, and you don't have a second turn? No, I just show up there, but I have my quarter staff in my hands. So that, and then next, next turn I'll fight. Okay, uh, next are the dogs. So the one that hit the wall is uh, gonna try again at Fluffles. 15 plus 2. Don't bring it. (laughs) So you get 5 damage. And then because they have a double attack, he's gonna go again. That one misses. That's probably the one right over the shoulder that's been shot, and he's like whimpering when he goes to attack and he misses. The second one that's also right in front of you sees Odd Bell and is going to attack her. Uh, with one, and then attack you with the other. So, one at Oddbell and one at Fluffles, because I assume you're right next to each other at this point, because it's an entrance and there's not a whole lot of space to get away from it. So that was a nat 20 on Fluffles. Mm, and oh you take God. 12 damage. Ooh. Ouch. Okay. And then it misses Oddbell. <laughs> I laugh at it. It's like a stupid dog. Um, next is Fluffles. <laughs> okay, um... I'm gonna stab the one that just crit me. Okay, that one's right in front of you. The other one's like the one that hit the wall and he's off to the side a little. I I am going to use dual wielder. I have a dagger in one hand, my raper in the other, and I'm stabbing him with both. Okay, make your attack. And does she make two attack rolls, I think? No, one attack roll because it's technically one attack. Okay. So I rolled a six. Light math, um, 14. That's a hit. Awesome. And then, so my dagger is 1d4 plus 3, and my rapier is 1d8. Uh, All damage. 4 plus 3, 7, and 3 plus 3, 6. So 13. Awesome. Significant blow. So burned face, and now he's got slashes all over him. The other two... Okay, so the next in the order is Rowan, and he's now next... He's now beside you, so he's going to go after the one that attacked you first and hit the wall and is uh, hurt by the arrow. And Mm -hmm. he's going to use his great axe because why not? That missed. And he's going to do his second attack. Where are you? He's going to use reckless attack to have advantage on this, actually. Eight plus. That does not hit either. Then he's going to do his second attack then with the same thing. Still doesn't hit. He just, so he goes and he hits, he goes to swing twice at this thing and it like bounces back both times and he misses it, which is strange because it's been having issues with dexterity this whole time. <laughs> next next in the order is Azira. Okay. Is there anything in front of me in the hallway? No, but you can see the dogs at the entrance. Okay. Well then I'm gonna move my remaining 30 feet. Will that kind of put me in the Your remaining way 20 of the feet. action? Or you yes. Left. Yeah. yeah, they'll put you right by, yeah, right beside the action. Okay. And you said that's only 20 feet away? 
Yeah. Yeah, you were only 20 feet away. Okay, well then I'm actually going to move 10 feet into the room to kind of get out of the doorway so that more people can come in. And then I'm going to throw my ice knife, or like I'm going to cast just ice be, knife. Just you all, you do get, um, you do get, uh, they get attack of opportunity on you if you pass through an enemy space, just so you yes, know. Yes, there's two oh. on either side of you, and... Okay, can, I was going to say go. never mind then. Okay. <laughs> I won't move that extra 10 feet. Yeah, you can be in the doorway with everybody and just, like, throw the knife at one of them. Okay, I will do that then. Okay. And basically what Ice Knife is, is you create a shard of glass and fling it at one creature within range. Its range is 60 feet. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 piercing damage. Hit or miss, the shard then explodes. The target at each creature within 5 feet of the explosion must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or to 2d6 cold damage. Oh, shit. Okay. Who are you going to hit? The one on the left or the one on the right? The one on the um, right is the one that really hurt Jackie that one time. And then the other one on the left is the one with the arrow in it that Rowan keeps missing. I'm going to... I'll help. I'll, I'll attack the one that hit Jackie. Okay. Make an attack roll. Oh, no. I rolled a two plus five. So seven. That That doesn't hit. It still explodes, right? Yes. So Jackie and is everybody make a dex save, but anybody who isn't Jackie gets advantage because they're kind of covered. By me. And you said, yeah, by Jackie. An athletics roll? Dex dex save. Because uh, this actually Rowan's also going to have not have advantage. I Uh, rolled have to be 13. I um I rolled a sixteen. So Jenna saves. I rolled a thirteen dex save uh plus six, so nineteen. Okay, so right. you did two. Rowan does not. Uh, oh no! And neither do the dogs. The two dogs that are in the room. So what's the damage? All right. So we have three, six, six damage for everybody. Yep. Okay. Um. The one in front of Jackie's starting to look not great. Okay, now it's Odd Bell's turn. Okay, so I am in hitting distance of something, and I'm right beside Jackie. Yes. I mean, Fluff. And I know Fluffles doesn't like it when I use Necromancy, so I'm not going to use Inflict Wounds. <laughs> I'm instead going to hit him with my quarterstaff for 22. Yeah, that, that hit. No, it doesn't hit at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> it definitely hits. I'd be so bad. Okay, 1d8. <laughs> 22. 1d8. Plus 2. Oh, rude. I got it's 4. 4? Four. 4. Um, and that's the one in front of Jackie? Uh, probably the one in front of me. Yeah, that's the one in, that's in front of Jackie that hurt her. Great, that one. Then so yes. if, if, you had to, if you had to see it in the way that I'm kind of seeing how it, you guys are in space. So in the doorway, on the inside of the chamber, if you're looking into it, on the right side is the dog that hurt Jackie a bunch that is starting to not look great. And then on the left is the one that Rowan keeps missing. And in front of the one that, uh, like, right in front of those two dogs are Jackie and Rowan. And then kind of staggered off the side is, like, is a zero between the two of them, of them kind of back a bit. And Jenna behind to the side of Fluffles on his right, um... But you can see through the... You you can attack between, like, 
the wall and fluffles and see it. I don't I don't know how else to describe it. I'm gonna just screen share a thing. Okay. And then zoom in on this and like really zoom in on it. <laughs> uh, okay, so the way I see it is over here is the one that hurt Jackie. And Jackie's okay. standing like right here. Imagine this is actually closer because I forgot how close it was. So this is all a doorway. Just imagine it's a doorway. And <laughs> it's a really long doorway. <laughs> um, so I'm going to I'm gonna just zoom into it on Adobe and create the things in Adobe. Nice. And move the thing where I want it to go. Is that the most recent one? I hope it is. Yes, it is. Okay. So that's actually what I, what I was envisioning in my head. Mm, it gotcha. being closer. Okay. And so I'm going to do a... We're going to switch this color. And Jackie's going to be purple. And Jackie's going to be right here. And Azira is right here. And I'm going to make her blue. And then Rowan is here. I'm going to make him dark red. And... Odd Bell is here and she can be green. So, okay. And that, so that's kind of how I th think you guys are staggered. And then there's the one that's right here. And then there's the one that's right here. And, and then, then the platform and the child. And then there's going to be two more standing right here. So that's the layout right now. Okay. And there's also a door on this side, but who was next? Well, I had just had my turn. Okay, so then it's the dogs. The dogs? So, what about me? Oh no, then it's Odd Bell. Never mind. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was Kelly or Rowan or something. Uh, Rowan goes uh, after oh. Fluffles and before Azira. And what about Did Kelly? I miss him? Well, I just thought that someone went before, I think so. like after Azira and before me. No, I think I just missed Rowan, who was supposed to be before Azira. So Where's we'll Kelly? take who? Hillier. Um, he decided to stay back. I don't know. Okay. I forgot about him. <laughs> well, there's Tika and Cerulea all the way back in the base of the thing. Yeah. I think, right. I think Hillier stayed with Rudy. Yeah, he, Hillier and Kelly stayed with Rudy. Protecting Cerulea to make sure she didn't kick the shit out of Tika. Yeah, because mm -hmm. like, she's, she's a formidable she opponent. She would take advantage of that. Everyone leaving her alone with a bird. Like, she would... Yeah. She would definitely do that. So, like, Hillier stayed behind. Retcon, he stayed behind with the horses and Kelly, who is taking care of Rudy and Tika. So, the next one is I'm gonna I'm gonna plop Rowan in here before we do Oddbell because I mixed I mixed up where he was. So, <laughs> honestly, I forgot he was here. He misses <laughs> with his first attack and also with his second. No this... wonder you thought he was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. He goes to hit them, and I guess this dog just won't stop being a tease. And uh, I don't know, every time I go to roll for him, these d20s just don't want him to be as good as his stats say that he is. It's just always, <laughs> I'm always getting threes and sixes whenever I roll for him. And I'm like, there's no oh, way he's going to hit anything uh, with that. No. Maybe get him his own set of dice. God. Then they turn on him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Oddbell's turn. Okay, so Oddbell's turn. So she's going to... Is Fluffles injured? Yes. Badly? Oh, yeah. I'm at, like, 20. I I'm, like, half my hit points. Right. Oh. You, look like gar you look like you got ran over by a dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm clutching my boots. I'm trying to hold on. Oh, damn. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna like ha have my like quarter staff in my hand, and I'm gonna like reach over and touch um, Fluffles just for cure wounds, and I'm gonna cast it level one, and you got plus five to your hit point. Okay. Thank you. I'll hit you, I'll hit you back with another one in a minute. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, that'll at least keep me from dying if they hit me real good. <laughs> and this was cure wounds. Cure wounds. Okay, you're no longer poisoned. Congrats. Awesome. Hey, look, I saved you extra. So uh, the first one up is the one in front of Rowan, and it's going to attack Rowan. And it misses with its first attack. Second attack, also a miss. Oh, boy. Jesus, they're not with uh, each other now, aren't they? They're just, they're just dancing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they're just dancing this I'm kind of trying to hit you, and it's not working in this doorway where it should be really easy to hit each other. <laughs> um, and so the one in front of Fluffles saw what Oddbell did and is going to go after Oddbell. And that's a 16 plus 2. Does it hit? Yeah, I have a class of 13. Alright, take 6 damage and you were poisoned. And it's going to make a second attack at Fluffles. 13 plus 2 is 15. Just barely hits. Okay, 4 damage and you are poisoned again. Ugh. Oh no. Yeah. The other oh, two dogs start to take three. Huh? How much damage did I take, sorry? You took six damage. Six? Okay, thanks. And so the other two behind them creep just a little bit closer, but they don't come okay. right into contact. And next up is Fluffles. The one closest to Jenna and I. Wait, is the other one distracted? This one? I'm the one against Rowan. Or that's yeah, that one's, that one's distracted for sure. Okay. Sneak attack. It's just going to lunge away from the one that's in front of you. It's going to take an attack of an opportunity. That's fine. Sneak attack. Uh, it uh -huh. has 17 plus 2. So take 6 damage. Okay. Damn it. Oh, well. Tired of this other one playing with Rowan. No, I'm, I'm going to lunge at the other one. And I'm going to attack with both weapons again. 13. That hits. Perfect. Okay. So that is 1d6 for sneak attack. I rolled a 6. And D8, 5, and 4. Awesome. And 15 now. So, shit, that one's, like, bloodied. Just from that one attack. Noise. Next up is Rowan, and he's gonna use his great axe. And he finally fucking hits it. Thank god. god. damn it. That took way too goddamn long for him to actually show up. God damn. And he, he freaking kills it. It's dead. It it goes away in a black puff of smoke. Beautiful. And he takes his second attack to lunge with his great axe at the one that was hurting Fluffles a bunch. And that hits. Welcome to the party, man. Thank Yay. God. I yelled. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Dumbass. Oh, shit. Hi everybody, I'm your Dungeon Master Keisha and I'm here to talk to you about some ads that the girls and I have for you. If you guys aren't aware, we have a Patreon and it's dedicated to giving you all that delicious bonus content. At the first tier, $3 a month, you'll get early access to episodes and bonus episodes of Catalosa called After Hours where you get to discover the girls past. An all access patron in the next tier is $5 a month. You get stuff like our mini series, our podcast Q&As, and all of that that the 
earlier listeners get to as well. And for the last tier, our VIP patrons, for $8 a month, you can get all of the beginning stuff that I just talked about. You also get behind-the-scenes updates, exclusive merch, and the Facebook VIP community. So be sure to check our Patreon for all of that and help support the podcast because we don't have any sponsors currently. Speaking of extra Patreon content, right now we're currently working on some Q&As, but most exciting, we have a mini-series called Labyrinth coming out really soon, DM'd by yours truly, me. <laughs> Labyrinth is about four people that have been kidnapped away in the middle of the night and now have to fight to escape the labyrinth that they have been stuck in. Let's see what happens. Uh, And Jackie, who is our guest on this show? I'm glad you asked, Keisha. Our guest is none other than Justin, the DM from Nothing But Dice. Awesome. Yeah, it's been really fun having him on the show. And you should take their podcast to listen. And Jackie, when can we expect the Q&As to come out? First Q&A will hopefully be up this Friday. And when will Labyrinth be out? Labyrinth will be out on Patreon, accessible to our all-access and VIP Patreon on every third Friday of the month. And speaking of more content, you like these characters? We'll learn more about each character's backstory by tuning in for plot-specific episodes called After Hours when we go through plot points in our main campaign. When that happens, then they'll be released, and they will be released exclusively on our Patreon for our Patreon subscribers. While they aren't necessary for you to still enjoy the rest of our campaign, boy oh boy are they a joy! You can expect them when, Jenna? Uh, when we get to it, Keisha. They'll be available on the off Thursdays. If you like that uh, Throne of Dice, come back bi-weekly for episodes every other week because that's what bi-weekly means. Our episodes will be released every other Tuesday for Patreon subscribers, every other Thursday, for all other listeners on all different platforms, and our after hours will be on the off week. And just for all you lovely listeners out there uh, wondering how else you can get involved with Throne of Dice, we are in the middle of preparing up a website so you can go and find out all of the information you need to know, all of the fun little doodads and hoodas that we get up to. Uh, You'll find them there. And speaking of the website, you can also find us on the social media website. They are all going to be underneath the title of Throne of Dice Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. And on these social medias, if you ever want to give us some insight about some really cool magic items or equipment or character, even if you want a character named after you, you can reach us through the Throne of Dice Gals hashtag or use our email, which is throneofdicepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the ad reads. Now it's time to get back to the show. Say bye, everybody. Bye, bye. everybody. Did I do okay? I felt so overtly chipper. <laughs> you did great. We were all overtly chipper, and we were all full of bullshit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
you two have kind of switched places. So this is kind of the setup now. Yeah, that's about where you guys are now. Okay, let me see what I have available to me here. While you're doing that, Keisha, I just found out something cool. Huh. Sneak attack says, I don't have disadvantage on attack rolls. Oh, shit. You're good. I think that's only when you use sneak attack, though. Yeah. Wait, I know. Or is that, but I is, that, or is that always? It says, in a separate paragraph, you don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy is the target of the target is within five feet of it. The enemy is, isn't, incata- isn't incapacitated. And you don't have disadvantage on attack rolls. So I think just when I'm using sneak attack. So okay. yeah, uh, let's let's see what Azira does. What does she do? All right. So on the one that is one of the ones that's closer to the podium, further away from us, I am right. going to cast right on wherever they're standing. Okay. And they're uh, within ten feet of each other. So moonbeam. Moonbeam. Okay. What does moonbeam do? Moonbeam is a silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. Just remember, there's a kid on that cylinder. No, I know. It's it's only a five-foot radius, so it'll just be on the person that I cast it on. Okay. Okay. The kid's also, um, like, kind of 15 feet away from it, so... Oh, nice. perfect. Okay, and then uh, it says, when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. So what's the save? DC? It is constitution 13. It rolled a 19 plus 2. Half damage. Okay. Still rolling two d10s, which is a lot of damage. Is this my d10? Yes, it is. That is a six and a four, which is 12, so six. Right? Nope. Six, six and four. Four is ten. ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. five. He gets five damage? Yes. Okay. Man, my uh... spells are not hitting as hard as I want them to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, odd bell's turn. Oddbell is so the one in the, the the dude the like t- dog in front of me looks bloodied, right? Yeah, he's had like two health. Inflict wounds. Okay, I'm gonna poof him in a cloud of smoke. So that is yeah, thirteen. Hit. It hits. Yep. Three d ten. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Seventeen. Seventeen. Dang. Nice that one just explodes. <clears throat> just explodes it's gone it died it's it just it it was there and then it like exploded in the same kind of way that people just kind of drifted away in uh infinity war but it was all like it was an actual explosion uh dope and then i'm going to use my movement speed to go around the dog towards the child like i'm going to go around him so he's so i don't but i want to do it in a way that doesn't give them attack of opportunity. Like, I want to make a loop around, and I move 60 feet. Wait, no, I move 30 feet. All right, so you just make a wide berth, and this is about as far as you get. Okay. Okay, sorry? Nope, that's okay. On my next turn, I was going to cast Misty Step, which gives me the ability to teleport, and I was just going to teleport to the kid. But it's good! 
no worries. I'm like, you should meet me there and, and not, and then I shan't die. <laughs> Sounds good. Protect this child, and that's about it. Well, Oddbell's excited about killing things. So next up is the the one up here, and it's gonna move forward and attack at. I guess it's gonna attack at Fluffles and Rowan. Seriously, uh, it misses Fluffles and it hits Rowan. Oof. So he, take, he takes he takes seven damage plus he's now poisoned. Oh dear. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of healing to do here, uh, Jenna. But then Kelly's only just down the hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In case Jenna runs out of spell slots. Right. Oh, I, just, I got one or two left. I got one or two left. And the one that is over here is going to move towards Jenna. And a, hey, F off. And use both attacks on her because there's no one else. Oh, oh no. Misses the first attack. Hits with the okay. second because it's 19 plus 2. You whore. You take seven damage plus you're poisoned. If you haven't been. Plus I'm poisoned. Minus seven? Yeah. Boo! Boo you! I knew you'd come after me. Jerk. (laughs) And now it's Jackie's turn. Okay. Um, I I want to blind the dog. Okay. Make an attack roll. Are you using both your dagger and your rapier? Of course I am. It's the most damage. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 12 plus 6, 18. Hit. Roll damage. Perfect. 5 plus 3, 8. And 3 plus 3, 6. Awesome. So, 14 damage. He's starting to look bad. Next is Rowan. He's going to hit that same doggo. (laughs) uh, And misses with his first attack. And is a crit 20 with his second. Nice. I can't see the map anymore. All good, I'll reload it. I still can. He kills it. He fucking kills it. Nice. That one just, like, dies and no longer exists either. (laughs) Get deleted. (laughs) Jenna, you still can't see? No. Okay, I'm gonna... It just takes a while. After a while, it just stops sharing, so I have to reload it. Okay, so um, that one's deleted, and now Jenna's alone with the other one. And what does Azira do? Because it's her turn. Okay. That Um, one's at full health, by the way, everybody. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm going to do away with my spells for a little bit, because clearly they're not doing very good for me right now. Uh, I will draw my scimitar as I run towards this dog. I'm going to make a direct line for it. How close is he to me? He's about 25, like 23 feet away, 20, 23 feet away. Okay. Am I able to attack him this turn or because I pulled my weapon, I got to wait? I think you have to wait. Okay. Well, so then I will stay five feet out of his reach, but I'll go closer. There you go. Uh, next is Oddbell. Jenna, what was that noise? No, that was me screaming at the dog. <laughs> dog! Okay, I'm going to... Oof, what do I want to do? I'm going to use Inflict Wounds! Okay. That one's my favorite. But I only rolled a seven, so... I, oh, no. I it. it can hear the, the sizzle of death in my my paws. It swipes by its head. It kind of, like, eeps just... a little bit and backs off like a footstep, but rears back, and because it's its turn, it's going to come back and try and bite you again. Hey! Leave me alone! I can't go down! Too. <laughs> 15 plus, oh no you hit me 4 damage and he's going to make another attack 
16 plus 2. Oh, no. <laughs> That's another 4. Oh, man. I know what I'm going to do my next turn. Oh, no. <laughs> turn. Okay, I'm going to notch two arrows, and I'm going to shoot it at the thing's head. Okay, make an attack roll. What's the range on your arrows? 60 to 320 or something? Uh, doesn't show me on this one. Where's my other one? That one expired. I, yeah, I think it's like 20 to 60 or something like that. Mm-hmm. To retcon, if you have weapons that you didn't have before, we're just going to say that uh, you got them from Glenfell. Ra- you guys raided the tool shed before you left. Sounds good. Crit 20! Crit 20! Okay, roll damage and double it. Why okay. would we have any oh. new weapons? Did I miss something? So I don't think Jackie was ever given a... a. So the girls had all of their weapons taken from them when they were in Adilo. So oh, I see. They've been... I, I haven't been as... I'm not sure which ones that they have gained and which ones they haven't at this point so i'm just saying to retcon any new weapons they gained after glenfell they got from the tool shed in glenfell Sounds oh gotcha give me okay. my rapier and my short bow but i did add the daggers i'm sorry <laughs> that's okay whatever okay so i rolled two plus three five and five plus three eight i thought it was just like one roll and then you doubled it no because they're two separate weapons so like if with my dagger, I can't. If no, I but you, dagger, can't. you critted. Oh, okay. So you double the damage. Okay. Or you can use my... So that's four plus three then? Four plus three is seven. And then what's the next one? Ten plus three, thirteen. Thirteen. Um, so doubling that means that you gave them 40 points of damage. No, that was me doubling because it was, I rolled a 2 plus 3 and then a 5 plus 3. Okay, 2 plus 3 and 5 plus 3. That's 5. That's 8. Yeah, 13 is the damage. And then doubling that means that it's 26. So, yeah, that, like, got it fucking good. Damn. Okay. (laughs) So, Rowan's going to use his first action to get closer, and then he's going to go at it with his great axe. That was cockeyed. 15 plus 2 is a hit. 9 plus 3 is... It is bloodied. You could fucking flick it and it would die at this point. <laughs> um, next is Azura. Okay, um, I'm going to hit it with my scimitar. Okay. Just a simple melee attack, because, you know... I don't need to overpower. So my 20, I roll a 16 plus 4, so that is 20. Yeah. And then 5, 6, 7 is my attack damage. Okay, well, it only had one help point left, so it's freaking dead. It's dead as dead and dead. Yay! <laughs> um, so, yeah, you just... There's three, there were like three dead ones and then one exploded one. But when you kill the last one, all of them kind of like dissipate into smoke, black smoke that drifts away up out of the chamber. And the kid has like kind of stopped crying. He's looking at you with a blubbering face. Are we out of initiative now? Yeah, you're out of initiative. Can, um, can I, I go to the people lying on the floor. I got a six. They're dead. They, they did. They did. <laughs> Anybody else want to investigate? Yeah, We'll revisit this if we have to, but we don't need to screen share anymore. No. All right. Sorry, Uh, you were saying. I have nothing to investigation. 16. 16? They're dead on the floor, and their throats have been ripped out, and they've been dead for a few minutes now. Okay. 
I think um, dog. Can we get the kid down here? Yeah, no, Azura is going to walk up to the kid very slowly and kind of crouch in front of, like, crouch in front of the rock and just kind of look up at him and be like, Hi, my name is Azura. So you're all aware, the ledge is about six feet up. Oh, okay. I thought it was a, a lower ledge. Never mind. Azura's no, just going to walk up No, because they probably would have ripped the kid apart kid. if it was lower. Okay, well then I'm just going to look up at the kid because he's way out of my reach because I'm five foot four. <laughs> um, uh, I am six feet tall. I could literally just reach up and pick him off. Go for it if you want to. I don't know if he wants me to. I mean, he's just kind of looking at you all and his, he's still got like tears running down his face, but he's not wailing anymore. Somebody should really take him off that ledge. I look at the little boy and I say, would you like me to get you down, lad? He nods. Okay, I go over and I... I And then he, like, he just clings to you and he will not let go. And now you are holding a child. I'm okay with that. I'll protect you a little. And And he's still, like, sniffling and, like... (sighs) But he's not... The back head, like, it's okay. It's okay. uh, That's cute. That's freaking cute. I love it. Um, and, uh, Rowan's kind of awkward. He's not, like, sure around children, so he's kind of just standing like, so, um, what do we do now? Sniff its butt. Make sure it hasn't pooped yet. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't kid. That's what Apple said. She's like, I don't know how to parent. I I roll my eyes at all of you and just, we take him back to the town. I was Um, literally about to walk up and talk to the kid. Go for it. Um, so Azura's just gonna kind of very slowly walk up to the kid and be like, do you know how to get home? And he shakes his head. And he looks down and he sees, like, the two Aladrins on the ground and he starts, like, reaching for them. And he goes, Mom? Dad? Oh, of course. Oh, no! Check on any, on these bodies to see if there's anything that might be like a personal effect that I could grab for the kid to take with him. There's a uh, necklace around the mom and a ring on the dad. Okay, I'm going to take both and then I'm going to hand them to the kid. And he goes, oh, pretty shiny. <laughs> and it like, so the necklace is, it, it, it's like a little cage around a sapphire. Um, and the ring is just like a regular gold ring, gold band. He, he starts playing with it. He kind of, like, is chewing on the ring. Um, but uh, I keep him from chewing on it, at least. <laughs> he can play with it, but I'll stop him from chewing on it. How okay. old is this kid? kid? Kids don't need to be swallowing jewelry. That's not good for them. So this kid is a seven- to eight-year-old Aladrin, which is a type of elf. And elves don't reach maturity until they're 80 or 100. So he's basically a toddler. Oh. Uh, oh, I actually looked into this, and elves they they age like they like reach maturity around the same time as as humans, but they just live longer. So they yeah, don't necessarily reach maturity late. They're just in the books. It was saying that they don't become adults until they're a hundred. Like, like in the elf world, yeah, yeah. So why would they age faster? Like they're just not considered adults. That's weird. Like, they still reach maturity. Like, in the PHB, it talks about how, like, they reach the same. Like, by 25, they're, they're like, a 25-year-old. Okay, well, then he's two. <laughs> I'm gonna switch it, because he's a toddler. Whatever a toddler is in elf years, he is a toddler. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. I just, I, I'm like, I don't, that's, that's, that's super weird. Why would they put in the writings that they don't reach 
adulthood until 100, but they age as fast as humans. That just doesn't make sense to me. Can, can we not have that? Because I've kind of built my character history off of the fact that they age slower. Well, yeah, like, well, I, I yeah, we can, I don't know, we can do whatever you want. Like, we've already established that this already happened. Like, you already explained about the kid. Yeah. yeah. So we'll just say that in our world, it's different. Yeah, like, yeah. I just wanted to clarify for me in the future. Sorry, I just wanted to... Oh, all good. Go um, that's a good clarification, because I've been uh, trying to write up things for my character, and so I've been trying to write up ages and stuff like that, and it's like, okay, it's really important that he's a teenager when this happens, and it's like... Man, but, yeah. sorry, I keep, like, cutting out the chat. I don't... Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the cutout plague happens to one person every time. Like last time it was Jackie. So yeah, for our world, we're just going to say that they don't reach full age maturity until they're 100. And so this kid's about roughly seven or eight, and he's just like a toddler for all intents and purposes. They just age slower in this world. So what do you guys do? Do you guys want to explore the cave a little bit? Do you want to get back to the rest of the party? Do you want to heal? Um, I definitely need to heal. Me too. Are we taking a long rest right now? I wouldn't take a long rest in here. No. But if you guys want to explore... Yeah, I'm down to heal. Take a short break and recover some Yeah. Alright, do you take a short break in here? Do you join the rest of the party? Well, I'm sure we'd join up with the rest of the party, yeah. I'll be like, hey, you guys wait over there for an hour because we're the ones that actually fought something, so you guys stay over there. You don't get to hang (laughs) out with the cool kids. (laughs) we take the rest of the cave, though? Like, is there anything that we can tell from the cave as to why those dogs would have been here? Um, Other than there's nothing in the cave right now that would tell you but the black smoke that they disappeared into is familiar to azura oh no um so i guess in that case azura is just gonna kind of walk all along the exterior wall and look for like secret openings or doors there's a door there's a door on the other side from where you came in well, then I'm going to go approach that door. <laughs> okay. It leads to a hallway that has a couple other doors. And then at the end of it, from what you can see with your dark vision, because I think you have it. Um, I don't know, actually. Do you have dark vision? That would be in features and traits, right? Yep. No, I actually do not have dark vision. Okay, so you can't see much past the doorway because the light's all in this room. Okay. I guess I'll walk over there and take a look. Okay, clear as day. You can see that there is two doors on either side staggered down the hallway that's probably about 20 Ah. feet long. And at the end, there's the opening to a minecart track. I tell them all of this. Okay. (laughs) Do we want to... the hallway. Jeanette, what were you saying? Oh, um, well, I asked this earlier, but I completely didn't unmute my mic. So I was just waiting there for you guys to answer me. And I was like, oh, they just don't care about what I said <laughs> oh, no, um, but um but what I was talking about was did Azura tell us that she was going to go and check out a door or did she just like remember oh I remember this thing and then just fucked off and told nobody well the door is in the same room as you it's just a big 50 foot circular chamber with yeah, the one thing in the middle like, sitting in a corner talking to Tika and then she just like got up and was like oh shit and then left and didn't say anything and I'm not paying attention or am I watching her you guys can see her. Okay, I just need to clarify. I'm sorry. <laughs> All good. Yeah, no, I, I, so I'm gonna say that like somebody, Rowan ran back and told everybody the all clear, and he brought the two on the horses, and then uh, Hillier and Cerulea and Tika 
to the chamber for a rest. So uh, you guys get a short rest. Get your get some of your health back. Okay. Dice one d one d eight. So you can you, use uh, the amount of hit dice you have for le- per level. So you have yeah, like if you yeah, you can roll up to four of them. Yeah, and you can roll one now, and then if we have another short rest, you can roll two later, like if you want to. Okay. Um, I rolled two because I'm pretty low, so okay. I'm adding twelve. And uh, Azura is going to oh, I just saw it. Uh, natural recovery is a kind of a passive that I have, which is once per long rest during a short rest, you choose expended spell slots to cover. So the spell slots can have a combined level of up to two. So I'm just going to meditate for a little bit and recover my second level spell slot that I expended when I cast Moonbeam. Okay. How long is this short rest? He's it's it's as long as you guys kind of want to stay in the cave. Like you guys aren't fighting anything. But Kelly does use cure wounds on everybody to um, get rid of all the poison damage, so you're no longer poisoned. Whoever was poisoned. But we get hit points on top of that, right? Yeah, I just need to find it. I don't know where it is. I just his, his character sheet says he has it, but it doesn't have an explanation. Oh no! Here, I'll read it to you. A creature you touch regains a number of hit points. Equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. This spell has no effect on undead or constructs. Okay, so let me find my d8. Who was all poisoned? I don't think Azura was poisoned. I was not, no. And Jenna was. And so was Rowan, but I'm going to say fuck it for him. (laughs) Um, My spellcasting modifier for him is where? Where are you? Um, uh, So Jenna, take 11 hit points back. And Jackie, take six. Or seven. Okay, terrible. Right, can uh, I also cast... Never mind. Okay, so I'm going to cast prayer, uh, prayer of Healing. It's 2d8 plus 3 healing. As a second level spell. And I got 13. So I'm going to add plus 13, which I think is still... I think I'm just back at 28. I'm just back at full hit points. Okay, you cast it on yourself? Yeah, I did. Okay, awesome. Need a Reno. Okay, so uh, yeah, there's... Back to the resolving of... Do you still have the Aladrin child in your arms, Jackie? Oh, yeah. You said okay. he wouldn't let go. All right. What did you guys do with the bodies? <laughs> just leave I them think, there. Yeah, I think we just left them. Oh, okay. no. We can hide them in the shaft. Oh, um, yeah. So I think <laughs> Rowan and Hillier get to work on that one, because while well, you, like, hide the kid's eyes. Yeah. And they, like... I, I distract him playing with the necklace. Oh, he's having the best time of his life. And, uh... <laughs> huh? Oh, he's just Jackie's giggling. Okay. And uh, so they they take the bodies and they they put them in a mine cart and like send it the mine cart off Hello? down. Hello. Uh, are we missing somebody? I don't think so. Hello. Hello. Um, okay. So uh, the they they send the kids the the kids parents off in a mine cart um, down the way a little bit and uh, they're out of sight and uh, they come back and they say so do we want to check out these rooms that comes from Rowan? I think maybe we should because yep. in case there's things we can loot and also to see if there are other dangers here somebody stronger open the door check the traps check the traps so there's not really much like it's an old mining shaft it's been abandoned for years nothing's locked anymore because people have come in and out and like you guys open all the rooms like two of them are empty one of them's a locker room and one of one of them's an office space that still has semblances of a desk that's kind of falling apart and then old bookshelves that have been looted that are cobwebbed 
And in it is a trunk. Looks like it's been sealed with a pretty heavy-duty lock. And the lock looks fresh. Cool. I sit the little boy down next to the chest and I say, Do you want to help me with this? (laughs) Okay. And then I check for traps. You don't make a constitution save. 19. Yeah, you're fine. Um... The magic trap was... Uh, it, do you want to use detect magic? I don't have detect magic. You can do it. Arcana check if I want it. Or investigation, I guess. Or uh, arcana check. Yeah. I could do an arcana check. Okay. Three. I know nothing. Yeah, so you're not quite sure what magic tried to hurt you, but there was definitely a magic attached to the lock that tried to hurt you. Now do I pick the lock? You can pick the lock... You can try to see, though, it's still enchanted, the lock. It'll try to hurt you again if you touch it. And then I turn to the group. Anybody have to spell magic? Um, Kelly does but have to spell magic. Perfect. Rowan calls him in from the main. He's like, hey, there's this lock on this chest. Come help us. So he rolls and he succeeds because it's a lock. And now there's no more magic. You are free to try and pick the lock. Awesome. So is that sleight of hand? Yes. Okay, that's 8 plus 6. 14. It takes you a little bit. And, and I have the child on my lap, and he's helping me. Okay, so you get advantage. Take an advantage roll. Okay. 11 plus 6. Uh, 11 so- plus yeah, you you pop that lock, no problem. And the, the Aladrin boy, he squeals in delight and he claps his hands and he giggles and looks up at you with his big green eyes. Oh. And he's, he's like, I, I did it, I did it. You did it, good job. And so they, I guess you guys open the chest? Yeah. Welcome to Bloopers. <laughs> Bloopers. <laughs> okay. Who's got the cars in the background? That very possibly is probably me. Because okay. our balcony door is open and we have assholes that drive by with loud ass cars all the time. That's fair. I was just like, who's racing? It's not. But yes, it is. But welcome to being like seven blocks from White Ave. I, My boyfriend huge. is definitely on White Ave, so tr- I get it. <laughs> it <laughs> sucks because like I'm laying in bed in the middle of the night, having a good sleep, and then all of a sudden I hear this like speedy ass car drive by, loud as heck. At 3 a.m. It wakes me up, and I'm like, the fuck, man? I was in my REM cycle. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had someone who was yelling outside of my boyfriend's window, like, just, just on White Abs, screaming to no one about how the decent people are trying to sleep. And I, like, literally kneeled in bed over my boyfriend to look out of his third-story window. And so badly is that I want to yell, all of the decent people are fucking trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> There's some nights where I really want to do that. Oh, 
I fucking oh man, the amount of shenanigans that goes on. You know what happened last up. night to us? What? what? We weren't trying to sleep or anything, but Cody took the garbage out and we found a magpie with a broken wing and oh. from like the storm. So we like oh. put him. We put him in Baloo's cat carrier and took him to the emergency vet, and uh, by now he should actually be at a sanctuary to help him recover. Oh, cute! Yeah, he was. He was so like it was. It he wasn't. He was hard to catch because he kept hopping away, and Cody tried to drape him with like a shirt before grabbing him. But Where's the Facebook video? I don't believe you. Uh, I don't have it. We were too busy trying to catch him. And then it was like, <laughs> I'm more worried about his well-being than about getting proof of it. No, I was just making a joke. <laughs> However, time someone's got to save an animal, they're like, I got to record it first. I'll get famous. <laughs> yeah, no, we... uh isn't for each oh, animal. It's specifically for me. <laughs> I only remembered because I like... I was like, oh, take a... Oh, wait, there was a magpie last night. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, my brain's been scattered today. Jackie can attest. She did a freaking, she did a freaking after hours episode with me today, and it took us three hours because we kept getting off topic. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Just like we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so back to the back to your regularly scheduled program.